The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Herbie's Cooking Corner. Today, we are going to be making too much chocolate cake. And... This is going to be an interesting recipe because it's one I've never tried before, but it is Chanel's birthday cake. And I do apologize, folks. I'm having to figure out some issues here. There we go. Okay. This should solve that problem. Yes, it does. So today we're going to um, make Chanel's birthday cake. I'm going to, first of all, get untangled some wires, not good. It really was not good, but okay. No, that's definitely not good, Hoobie. Uh, I noticed that. As we welcome in our co-host, Twinkling Tori. How are you today, Twinkling Tori? Uh, a lot better now the temperatures have cooled down some. All right, that is good. That is good, especially since later today, um, the crafters will be making a limited uh, um, snowflake, so you wouldn't want that to melt if uh, you're going to that. All right, so with that, let us get things started with the recipe here. And the first thing we need is... And, um, First of all, I forgot to double check. Is anybody actually cooking along with me? Nope, I didn't think so. So there's quite a bit of things we need. And first thing is going to be the cake mix. So let's start by talking about that. The cake mix comes in a kind of a thinner box. I suppose you could do a homemade version of the cake mix if you want, but this is not a uh, plain cake mix. This is actually a chocolate cake mix. You could still make it from scratch. It's just that it would be a bit, a bit more work. And if that... you have certain allergies, you might have to. Yes, indeed. So with that, I'm going to take the package out the box and what we're going to do is actually simply cut the box open. I just need my scissors. I brought them over here from the table to the table. It'd be a lot easier to use. There they are. Then the knife. But if you don't have scissors, then you can use a knife instead to uh, cut the cake mix. It has like a seam. You can also try to... Uh, tear it open, pulling the seam on one side and the bag on the other. We can see if that works. To uh, contain spillage, I've got the mix in the bowl. So we can see if I need to cut this or not. Looks like I will, but that's okay. So I'm just going to take my scissors and we're going to chop on the side and there we go 
I'm going to pour the cake mix into the bag. So this calls for a chocolate fudge cake mix, by the way. And did, the recipe did say that you can use other cake mixes if you want, but uh, we're going to follow this one exactly to the letter. Now, the first thing I forgot to do was preheat my oven. So let's do that right now while I'm thinking about it. We're going to heat it up to uh, 350. And next, it calls for a chocolate pudding mix. So these are interesting. It's actually been a while since I've dealt with these. But we're not actually going to make the pudding. If we were going to do that, we'd follow a different set of instructions. But let's open the box. And this is not a pudding consistency. You have, so it's a pudding mix, not the actual pudding. And that matters because the mix is actually in a powdery form. And once you open the box, you are going to see kind of like a paper bag. And we're just going to be able to tear this one, actually. And I'm still holding it over the bowl. And we're going to shake everything out. And there we go. Just make sure it's all out. And I can tell that it is by the package being empty. And that will definitely be that with the pudding mix. Now, one thing I've learned with these recipes, I'm pretty sure that it told me to put everything, mix everything together ahead of time, including the eggs and stuff like that. But you can never be too sure. So it's always a good idea to, to check. And so let's see. Yep, I do put all these things together that I'm going to need. So the next thing is going to be three quarters cup vegetable oil. So let us take a look at uh, that. That is going to, the oil comes, I've described these oil bottles before. It has kind of like a long, thin, um, like, like a little neck thing that works like a handle. And the other thing that it does is it's got, so it kind of divides like the top and the bottom, not quite evenly, but it's a very distinct feel to the oil bottle. So you can definitely know that it's vegetable oil. It does feel a lot differently to like um, vegetable oil and uh, uh, sorry, olive oil and stuff like that. So... Um, this calls for three quarters cup. We're just going to use our three fourths cup because I thought I had a three quarters cup, but I do not. Nope, I do have my three quarters cup. Okay, so I'm going to blind my smart set of cups. So, again, over the mixing bowl, I'm going to take the lid off of the oil. And I had already opened the soil, but for the first time, you know, sometimes these things have a protective film over them. And I'm just going to pour the oil 
into the cup and pour it into the bowl. It's one of those things we don't want to overdo the oil too much, but um, a little bit extra isn't going to kill you. But I'm uh, putting the lid back on and I've got oily hands now, so let's wash those off. And now my headphones want to fall, and this is one of those days where, um, got it, but my headphone wanted to fall into the water stream. Okay. So with that, next we're going to do the sour cream. I'm going to wash the oil bottle off first. And if you have any questions, I will get to them in just a little bit. But uh, this cake takes a while to bake, it looks like, so I just want to at least get things uh, rolling along here. So I'm going to put this back in the cupboard where I keep it. And now we're going to need our next thing, which is a half cup of water. And this is very easy to do. We just take out. Did you do the sour cream? I'm going to. Do you think it matters which order I do it in? Well, I was just making sure you hadn't forgot it because you said you were going to do the sour cream and then you moved on to the water. Oh, that's true enough. All right. I had not forgotten it. I was just dealing with my non. I decided to deal with my non-refrigerated items first. And that's then fine. No, I don't back. think it matters which order the stuff goes in. Really. Yeah, I didn't think so. You can never be too sure though sometimes, but so we're just going to do our half cup of water. I do use filtered water. It probably doesn't matter as much for a recipe, but hey, why not? Um, and just keep it from spilling there. There's our half cup of water. Now let's talk about the most evil substance in the world, sour cream. Yes, I am not a big fan of it, but we need it for baking purposes. And so I kind of don't have much of a choice. So I've got a tub of this stuff right here. It comes in a round tub with a round lid. And um, I'm going to get this stuff off. And there is a paper thing to peel back. And now that we've dealt with that, whoa, I didn't close the cup drawer there. I'm going to just kind of rinse off my hands here. And then we're going to use our cup to scoop out this stuff and put it in our mixture. Um, and before anyone asks, yes, you can get dairy-free sour cream or you can make your own. It's not very easy to find, but it is out there. All right. That is good to know. And the sour cream is a very interesting uh, substance here. And um, what we're going to do is, like I said, we're using our cup to scoop it out. 
important role. All right. So I think I got the cup in there. And next we're going to deal with this. Evil stuff, I tell you folks. Don't know how people stand it, but we're not supposed to yuck on anybody else's yum, so there you go. Um, next we need four large eggs. What was that? I was just going to say, you, um, you can actually use, I mean, because you're following the recipe to the letter, you had kind of had to this time use the sour cream. But you can use um, like single cream or something like that in its place. Mm, that is good to know. Alrighty, so the eggs pretty standard here. And um, what we're going to do is get oh wow, nice we got four of them here in the carton that I can use. Um, well, I have more than four, but we're going to crack egg number one. Put that in the bowl. Then egg number two. In we go. All right. Egg number three. And... Egg number four. Come on. Oh, wow. The eggs are actually being very cooperative today. So um, I'm really good about cracking eggs and kind of noticing if any shell comes off. If you do an even crack, then you're going to be pretty safe. And um, But if you're unsure, you can by all means crack the eggs into a separate bowl and feel around for shells before you pour the mixture, you know, the eggs into your mixing bowl. So that is how you can do that. Okay, and... Okay, so the last thing we need is the one and a half cup chocolate chips, but do we stir those in now? I'm looking. Nope, we do not. Okay, so then we're going to add the chocolate chips in last, and um, that is how that works. So it says to whisk together. Um, I'm just going to use the manual whisk for this one, but if I wanted to, I could use the mixer. And now is a good time for anybody who has questions to ask. And I'm guessing by the silence, everybody is napping or just enjoying themselves. I hope it's the latter, but, uh, okay, so I'm just whisk, whisk, whisking away here. Just whisking away and, uh, it's kind of all combining together. This is interesting because I've never really used a whisk for a cake mix 
Really? Before, really. Um, I've used like the mixer or I've used the spoon, but never just the actual. Um, oh, you haven't used the hand whisk? Okay. Not for a cake mix, no. I've used it for like eggs and stuff. Interesting. Quite. So the sour cream, um, I meant to elaborate more on that earlier. It is definitely, aside from the taste, it also feels weird. And that's the only thing I can describe it. It's kind of like this gelatinous type feel. If you've never dealt with it for measuring, um, you may not notice it because you probably, uh, if you're you know, the type that spreads it on stuff or pours it into something directly. Um, but it is a very interesting substance to work with. Now for stirring purposes, obviously it's fine, but um, I know I was reminded of this last year, but um, somebody had asked about coffee cake and um, one with a sour cream recipe, so I still need to look into that as well. So um, it's just been on my low priority list. Yeah, well, like I said, although it will very slightly change the flavor because changing anything does, you can use single cream in place. Or or if you want to make sure you've got that thicker consistency, double cream might be better. But either way, you can use any kind of cream in its place, really, within yep. reason. All right. So this is definitely coming together nicely. I think it is done. Now we just got to get the excess off of the whisk. And it says to fold in the chocolate chips and it calls for a cup and a half of the stuff. I should have checked. Hopefully I have enough chocolate chips, but I have a couple. So no. Um, what, a couple of bags? No, I actually, actually, I think I do have a couple of bags. Yes, I do know where the one is. <laughs> And cho chocolate chips uh, are a very important substance uh, you, you need to have in your house. And uh, you want it for baking, for cooking. Yeah, you ever tried for steak snacking. with chocolate you know, snacking? You ever tried the steak with chocolate chips? I haven't, but. Uh, hey, I mean, there might be people out there who like that idea. There, there might be. Um, actually, and this is I'm true. I'm not one of them. <laughs> you're not one of them. No. So. It's very rare. I've been making a, a do, bad habit. I've been talking about things on the Windows side of things lately, but I can't help it for this one. So there is, um, if you've ever played the Kitchens Inc. games, um, and there is still an emulator out there for them, by the way. And uh, I mention this because one of the f games he created was a pizza delivery game. And uh, you have to pretend to deliver pizza. And you're wondering, okay, well, Herb, what does this have to do with chocolate chips? I'm glad you asked. Because one of the toppings on the pizzas is chocolate chips. So you could be serving a, uh, delivering a pepperoni, pork sausage, mushrooms, and chocolate chip pizza. So. Yeah, well, I, we can deliver it, but we're not going to eat it. Exactly. I agree with you there. I, I, I do like chocolate, but some things just do not go well together. That being yeah. said, there was the time when I confused a dipping sauce that I thought was icing with pizza sauce. And so it was very interesting having a cinnamon stick dipped in marinara. 
I one time um, confused some uh, sweetened coconut milk with some um, tomato sauce. I went to put some tomato sauce to make a, a broccoli casserole, and it was sweetened coconut milk. They're not really good, actually. Huh. I just figured, right. oh, well, it's in there. I'm going to see how it goes. I, you know, if, if it's going to possibly end up in the bin anyway, I might as well try eating it first. So I made yep. it, and it was actually really good. I've actually made it on purpose since. Oh, wow. So the chocolate chips, they make these bags really difficult to get into for some reason. Like, you know, they have this goodness that you must be denied access to. So, how do we overcome this? Well... Sharp objects. Exactly. Hey. And we're going to find a said sharp object right now in the form of a knife, because I don't know where I put my scissors, so we'll just use a good sharp knife instead and accomplish the same thing. So I'm holding the edge of the bag and putting the knife kind of like underneath where my finger is and just sliding the knife a little ways in until the top comes off. And now I've got an open slot that we can measure out the chocolate chips into. I'm going to need some of these chocolate chips for the frosting, so I wasn't planning on <coughs> excuse me, using the entire bag if I didn't have to. So let us get to that. So I'm going to pour in the first cup. Okay, I'm going to need the slot a little bit wider, I think. Whoa. And some are coming on the counter. That's what I get for not pouring the, this over the bowl. Alright, so. Um, this cup is a little bit less than the cup. We cannot have that for chocolate chips. So we're going to add in a little bit uh, more for uh, safety uh, purposes. So uh, remember, children. Let's say it's supposed to be too much chocolate cake, not not enough chocolate cake. Exactly. And there's some extra here. I did not follow my own rule and pour over the bowl, but we've got enough here that I'm just going to add them into the bowl because the only thing that's been on the counter has been the cake mixture. And we'll add in a little bit more chocolate chips and um, really play it safe there. Now we have approximately a cup and a half. I'm going to set that aside. In fact, the cup stands nicely, the chocolate chips stand nicely into a, um, whatchamacallit, the cup. Um... How are we doing time-wise? Oh wow, it's already 9.23, okay. Um, so with that, I'm going to, it says to fold in the chocolate chips, so I'm just gonna go ahead and use the spoon for this since it's already mixed up and we're just going to stir Generally, to fold them in, that's what they would mean, is use the spoon. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Occasionally, I do know some things about baking. Really? Really. Huh? You wouldn't know it, but... And I was sitting down for that revelation. 
All right, excellent. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad. So today's call, by the way, we've made it a 90-minute call, so we're doing very good time-wise. It means when we have a 90-minute call, it means we're going to do good time-wise. When we have a normal time call, then we're running extremely late. I don't know why that is, but uh, there you go. Although if you want time to be able to um, put the glaze stuff on and taste it, you might want to see about getting it in the oven really, really soon. That is what we are working on. And with that, we've got us a chocolatey, gooey mixture here. Mm, I'm tasting it right now. Just to make sure. Making sure it's safe for Chanel, right? Mm-hmm. Can't be too careful, especially when we're solid clean is concerned, you know. Um, Are you just being a considerate, loving husband? I am! Thank you! I I'm glad you appreciate that. Uh, so, um, yes, indeed, I am. I'm very concerned about how this stuff turns out. And uh, nothing's too good for my wifey, let me assure you. All right. So, I was about to spray the wrong thing. We need to spray our bunch pan. Oh, this has a couple things. Gathered some dust or something. So, I need to wash this off real quick. And, um, do we have any raised hands? No, sir. Not. All right. I always wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So do I. Well, when you're in a call and you don't raise your hand, um, what's your reason for that? Um, usually it means either I don't have anything I want to contribute or um, I'm actually doing something else while listening to the call <laughs> and count right now. Ah, okay. So that, uh, we're hoping it's the first and not the second. Um, well, I mean, at least they're here listening, even if they're doing other stuff while doing so, right? Exactly. So what I've got here now is a bunt pan. And let's talk about the bunt pan because I've used this a couple other times, but it is... A pan that has, it's very, it has a very deep bottom and then there's like a little round part in the middle that goes, that the cake sits around or your mixture and it has a hole in the center of the it's thing. It's like a giant metal donut. Yes, it does. And so I'm going to grease this. As it says to do that, so I'm kind of greasing the sides and the bottom here just so that way, you know, things don't uh, stick. And the thing I don't like about bump pans is they are murder when it comes to pouring. Um, so we're going to do this very carefully with style. And that's the only thing I can really say about the bunt pan and pouring. So 
Um, if anybody actually has dealt with bump hands and wants to offer any advice, now is definitely a good time. No? No takers? I wonder why. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm going to wash my hands here because I'm going to use them to scoop out the batter. That's going to be the most efficient way of doing this. So I'm going to, first of all, dry them. That's very important. And now I'm going to take the pan and we're going to just kind of pour. I'm pouring it to one side. And once it's in, it's not going to be evenly in the pan at first, but that's fine because I'm going to then use my hands to move it around the pan completely and even it out that way. So my goal right now is just to get it in the pan any way, shape, or form from the bowl. And then we'll deal with part number two in a little bit. So I'm just really making sure that we're scraping as much as we can because we want to get as much cake as possible. And the stuff in the bowl does not bake for some reason. Really? I, I don't know what really shocking revelation number two. Wow. You're just full of them today, aren't you? I am. And by the way, the number one question is, where do I get the, these recipes uh, from? This one I stole from the internet. Um, and I'll talk about the history behind that in a minute, why, how I found it. But um, that's not so my number one question. I know it's not your number one question. My number one question was going to be, are you going to lick the bowl? Ah, uh, yes. <gasps> So what I'm doing right now is I'm just flattening out the mixture here around the pan so it um, is going to, it's going to be even. And now we're going to put this in the oven and let her bake. I will say that like so far it doesn't taste terribly chocolatey. But, um, because this is definitely an interesting combination with the chocolate pudding mix, I think it mellows it out somehow. So I'm, but we'll see how it turns out when it actually bakes. We're now going to place this in the oven. And, and once it's got the glaze thing on it too. Yep. All right. <clears throat> now let's see how much time do we need for this thing. And, um. Fifty minutes. All right. Set timer for fifty minutes. Fifteen minutes. Counting. Did you say fifteen? No. Well, we'll see what it does. <clears throat> All right. So. Ask it how long's left on the timer. That'll tell you if it said fifteen or fifty. Yep. Yep, it did. Cancel timer. 
Set timer for 49 minutes. There, now that time I had no issues understanding me. That's how you talk to Siri. There, guys. Is, um, it, it works with the Lady A, too. <laughs> it does. So now for our chocolate glaze, I think we are going to... Uh, we need chocolate chips, a half tablespoon of corn syrup, four tablespoons butter, and it's a pretty simple glaze in itself, but it's getting it on the cake that's going to be the fun part. You don't want to be um, doing the melting it part until closer to the cake being finished, though. Exactly. So what we're going to do is we're going to put all that stuff into the microwave, though. <coughs> yep, put it all in the bowl ready. Yep. I'm just looking at my instructions to make sure I know what I'm doing. Okay, so this you is going to be... You can pretend you know what you're doing. Exactly. So what we're going to do is we're going to put these ingredients into microwave safe bowl, microwave safe bowl. I'm going to let my uh, butter soften. We're going to use the stick butter for this. So we'll give it a couple minutes to uh, soften um, and then we'll get everything in the bowl. That'll give me time for my second cup of uh, coffee or coffee as um, it can be uh, sometimes uh, referred to as. And now is also a good time for any uh, questions, any uh, comments, things like that. Monica has her hand raised. Monica. Hello, Herbie and Tori. Hello, Angela. Monica. Hi. Um, so I had a comment and a question for Tori. Um, mm -hmm. My comment is, well, I guess it's too common. Um, Herbie, is the batter really, is the batter really thick? Is that why you, you use your hands to scoop it in? Um, so, Did I miss something? <laughs> great question. Two reasons. One, um, yes, it is thick. Um, it, but it actually, definitely when you're doing a, a cake, you want to use your hand to see what you're doing anyway. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I would use a, I guess, when I was using a bunt pan, the cake that I made wasn't very thick. So I was able to spoon it out very carefully with the spatula. I find that that just takes ages to do. Okay. So I just personally just kind of um, tip it up. And regardless of how runny the cake mix is, I will just tip it up and use my hand to guide it because it's a lot quicker to get it into the bunt pan or and, cake tin or whatever. Okay. Yep. And, and then my comment, my question for Tori is, is there anything you can use other than corn syrup for the topping? Yep. What? Okay, what, what do you recommend? You can use any kind of syrup you want because it's there for sweetness, really. So you can use maple syrup. You can use a gavy syrup. You can use um, uh, golden syrup, which is the closest thing we have to corn syrup here. Or you could even use honey. Awesome. Thank you. What about chocolate syrup? Well, I suppose you could, but that really would be too much chocolate cake. 
You think so? Okay. <clears throat> hey, there's a re there's a reason why I'm just here to discuss it with you, and I'm not making it. Uh, uh there is okay. <clears throat> yeah, I I think that any chocolate cake is too much chocolate cake. Oh dear, this is not good. I had some really good chocolate cakes over in the UK. We are going to have to re-examine um, you, Tori, and... Um... Uh, there is a reason, but I won't tell you about it here. Oh, okay. That bad. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the juicy details off the call. Um, <clears throat> but yes, like Tori, I find that the hands give the most feedback. It's a lot quicker. And, you know, I just rather know what I'm doing. I mean... I get that from a sighted perspective, it may sound a little bit odd, but hey, at the same time, we're not preventing you from you guys using your eyes either. You know, exactly. you, need, you need to see what you're doing. We need to see what we're doing. And, um, you know, if you're really, if you're that good that you can uh, use a uh, spatula and get the same type of feedback. Uh, then well done. <laughs> um, but otherwise, no. Uh, it just does not work um, for me. I, I need to be able to, my way of seeing what I'm doing, so. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in the fact that the first tools made were hands. They were, yes. Nope, the Bible did not say, uh, and the fork and the knife were made, and God looked upon them and said that they were good, so. Um, it's one thing that evolution and the Bible definitely agree on is utensils were, did not come before us. So there exactly. you go. No matter which so, way you believe, I don't think you can be offended on that one. All right. The key is, though, um, the, although this goes for whether you're using your hands or not, but you want to be washing your hands constantly when you're cooking. But it's, mo it's more important, even more important, if you're going to be looking with your hands while doing the stuff. Definitely. And you can always wear gloves too, but again, I find them a bit restrictive in my hand movement. And also, so, the feedback's not quite so good. Exactly. So it's like wearing sunglasses. You know, I, I'm doing sighted equivalents in case anybody who's sighted is listening to this on YouTube um, or the podcast or just wherever, you know. Or uh, even out I, there on ACB Media. It, they could be hanging could be. out with somebody, you know. Yeah, they could be. So um, that's why I'm doing these analogies. Uh, and for people that may have lost their sight later on in life, too, you know, I think you might understand these analogies as well. Like, well, Tori's one of them, actually. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, we're going to actually have somebody to talking about their cooking perspective on uh, losing their sight. From the, I'm going to bring something with, along that line in a couple weeks. I'm hoping to have our special guest next week. Need to confirm with them. And do we have any other hands? You do. I believe it's Heidi, Spider-Woman. Yep, that's uh, Heidi. Yep. Spider-Woman, and uh, do, you, do you have Spider-Man with you as well? Uh, two of them, actually. Two <laughs> one of covered them. in fur and one that has two legs. <laughs> All right. Interesting. I Those like the one with fur most. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is very well, cute, though. <laughs> so that that okay, but then you're gonna need at least a third two-legged one because all the spiders I'm aware of have eight legs. So you've only accounted for six out of the eight there. So, well, actually, no, she's accounted for. She has accounted for eight legs. Hers. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's that's true. Okay. 
All right, so let's get out of this web then, and uh, what have you got for us? Um, I actually have three recipes that I could um, do with you guys. Um, one's the strawberry cloud pie, and I haven't actually done it with frozen strawberries. That's one I'm going to probably do. Um, another one is uh, called faux mushroom burgers. Mm-hmm. And um, another one I could do is called campfire stew. And I also am a person who had 2020 vision and went blind. All right. So um, <laughs> these definitely sound interesting. I heard the most feedback from the mushroom faux mushroom burgers. Yep. Yeah, I um, definitely want to find out about those. And I already know that I wanted to, we wanted to do, check into that strawberry cloud pie because she did send me the recipe for that. I think I yeah. forwarded it to you, Herbie. Yep, you did. And okay. the mushroom yeah, burgers so the, would be interesting because we're also going to have homemade hamburger buns next month. So, yep. And the, the two, the foam mushroom burger and the um, strawberry cloud pie, they have to sit so it wouldn't be eaten at that time. But the mm. other one could. Well, that's okay, okay. because because we could <laughs> easily just tell people later how they taste, and we can tell them in the following week. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, very good. It's suddenly becoming um, the guest appearances <laughs> on Herbie's Cooking Corner. Or um, Janine. <laughs> or Janine. Yep. Um, but this will actually be good, though, because, you know, since I'm starting school next week, I could probably afford the rest anyway. Um, <laughs> another recipe that I'm going to make at some point, and I only just saw this last night, but it's still on my list, is a recipe for baked sweet and sour chicken. So, baked, okay. Yep. Mm, sounds um, good. Yeah, it does sound good. So the chicken is actually partially fried, and then you bake it in the oven for the rest of the time. So. Um, this will be interesting because I've never even done a fried sweet and sour chicken, but, um. No, you didn't do your sweet and sour chicken when I was doing my sweet and sour tofu, did you? No, I did not. So, uh, that's on Facebook, so I gotta copy it into a much more permanent format. And, uh, be getting that ready. And, uh, do we have any other hands? Nope, not at this time. Nope. Um, so by the way, and uh, I shouldn't uh, be tempting her to talk, but uh, she might. Uh, I, I can't help it though, because my host here has a very good recipe swap call every other Wednesday, and the next one will be the following week. <clears throat> so, yes, um, she had a great one on corn last week. She did. Unfortunately, I missed it, but uh, we were, I was kind of busy. But I do have the document, at least. So uh, there you go. And also tomorrow night, it's electric. Yes, the shocking uh, truth about uh, kitchen appliances. And, uh, oh, this doesn't sound good, does it? But you can plug into that call. That was a shockingly bad choice of words. It was. Um, that being said, it was, you know, I'll tell you what was shocking is a couple weeks ago is we had somebody on there who... I immediately tried to recruit to this call because he was uh, a sighted person that taught him how to use a sandwich maker or try uh -oh. to. Yes. And unfortunately, they did not bother to consult with uh, people that use this type of stuff because they did not know the trick about, you know, putting the sandwich in while it is cool. 
Yeah, so. the thing is, because they don't have to use their hands to look and see where it is, they don't think about the fact that we do. And the instructions, apparently, I'm told, say you're supposed to let it heat up first. But that's not practical for a blind person. No, so we need to uh, come to this call to learn more very important tips like that. Uh, so how to use your sandwich maker, though, when I think of a sandwich maker, I think of Arthur Dent in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> and his perfectly normal beast sandwiches. And, you know, he was the sandwich maker for a tribe. If you do not know what I'm talking about, you will need to read the book Mostly Harmless. But I recommend you read the other four books first. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't want to start with that one. You want to start from the beginning. Yeah. And um, you can either do the dramatized or the book version, um, but, or both. Or both. Definitely. Well, you yeah, you should definitely do both. And there are some differences in um, in the first couple of. Plus, yeah. that gives you an excuse to reread it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, definitely check out that, and you will learn about the sandwich maker. So. Um, Good thing we don't have anybody named Bob here on this call, though. But uh, anyway, all right, enough on that. Sheila, do we have any other hands? No. <laughs> Ooh, that's too bad. But uh, I'll, t I'll talk about Sheila one more time real quick, guys, because it was her uh, maple cookie recipe that we, or butterscotch cookie recipe that we made a couple weeks ago right here. Oh, those on were the good cookies. So... Um, you know, but if she makes cookies and she's a host, does that mean she works for the hostess company? Okay. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Just, no. Our, anyway, at the risk of getting <laughs> muted here, or banned for my own call, um... Well, luckily for you, I don't actually have access to the mute button. Yeah, that is a good thing. Uh, um... Couple other calls, and then we're gonna. I think the butter should be should be good to where I can get to the uh, start making the frosting at least. Is um, we've got accessible online games tomorrow night, where I'm gonna be showing the Dice World version of Threes, and then this Thursday the Let's Talk Mac call, and that will be at four central. And I will be showing everybody the FaceTime app on the Mac, as well as taking your questions and uh, whatnot so that is what i've got on tap for you this thursday but there's other great calls too such as yes. unmute with marty and mac we got the coffee clutch which we're cutting into today i'm sorry for that but uh, it will be belinda at the helm for that one so that's going to be interesting I, she's now the new permanent uh, um taker on person for that and games to play with Lady A. That's going to be exciting. And um, Lucy always comes up with some very interesting games for that. And apparently, she's got some new games to show you. Yep. So. And if you want more book chat, then you can come along to Free to Be Me on Thursday. Yep. And that's from uh, 1 30 to 3 ACB time. Yep. And. Um, we got that happening. We got Throwback Thursday. We got Vespero. I love it. We've got Vespero and Mac in one day. So um, you can get the best of both worlds, really. 
And that's what, about all the other stuff going on. There's a bunch more social calls. There's a bunch of crafting events happening. Yes. You just need to get the daily schedule so you can see all the events. There's, a, there's supposed to be 110 of them this week. Yep. And we're just contributing to three of them. I'm contributing to three of them, but uh, I think two otherwise there'd only be 107. And if you come along on Sunday, um, you can ha see me attempting to teach people about writing poetry. Ah, uh, this will be interesting. Now, do you teach Vogon poetry? Well, until now, I didn't teach poetry at all, so... Oh, okay. So I think you'll be good at it, you know. Um, it, I know it's the third worst in the uh, galaxy, but I, I, I think it's pretty good myself, actually. So. Mm, yeah, well, I probably won't get to that in the class. It's only a couple of hours long, and oh, there okay. are a bunch of other, other more, more well-known types of poetry that I will cover first. Well, if you want Vogon poetry, guys, and this is true, um, just ask Siri to recite poetry for you. And you, if you, and, and if you want to know why Siri is the way she is, look up what a Vogon is, and I think you'll find that Siri matches that description very accurately. Um, with all due disrespect to the developers of Siri, I might add. Um, <laughs> We're supposed to be keeping these calls safe and respectful, Herbie. Oh, respectful. Respectful. Well, I'm being respectful. It just has a diss in front. I have no, no that... problems with Alexa. She, she's fine. Her and I get along a lot better for the most part. Mm. Well, Sir, Except... Siri is pretty good at not listening. Yes. Well, this is a true story. So I was, um, Belinda Munn is part of the Ask, an AT, Ask Attack expert. And so I was talking to her yesterday, and so we needed to ask Alexa something. And I ask her, and Alexa goes, by the way, you have a notification. Would you like to hear it? I say, yes. And she says, you have no notification. So I'm like, well, I need to ask the tech expert. Why is she doing this to me? <laughs> well, I, I had a funny asking Alexa something the other day. She, she was refusing to respond to me when I was asking her to read my book. So I said... Alexa, read my book before I throw you out the window. To which she replied, I can't find before I throw you out the window in, my, in your Kindle library. Oh, no. Um, oh. All right. On that note, folks, we're actually going to get back to cooking in case anybody would like us to. Um, well, it's their fault for not raising their hands. Exactly. And we're, we're letting this stuff bake and um and everything we yeah we, we need something to do and uh so anyway just some very interesting stuff on tap for you over the next few days and weeks and whatnot so um usually though i tell you i do know how to write poetry tori i open a document on the computer and i start writing that's how i write poetry Yes, but do you know how to write poetry that actually it, that sounds good when it's read out loud? Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm enjoying cooking. How about you? Okay, I'll give you credit for that one. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit more to it than that, though, Herbie. Okay. <clears throat> I have if you're to not say doing anything on Sunday, you could always come along to the class and find out uh, what. 
I just might have to, yes. Um, I will say, though, uh, you know, with uh, our in-laws' dogs last week, I kept thinking about your poem about the dogs and the doorbell. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, something I never gave much thought to until reading your poem about wondering what people think when they ring the doorbell and they get, you know, attacked by barking dogs. Um, and this is really odd because it's usually the type of thing I would think about, but... Uh, well, I'm glad I helped to remind you you needed to think about it. Exactly. All right, so we're going to try this with the stick butter here. I think this will work because it's unsalted. And I usually like to use that for baking purposes. So let's see. But I know I have a two teaspoon around here somewhere just because I'm lazy. I don't want to have to scoop four times. I want to be able to scoop two times. Oh, you poor thing having to scoop extra times. I am! I'm glad somebody recognizes this. Ah, uh, there it is. <clears throat> All right, so how we're going to do this is just kind of like break the, uh, put the uh, scoop into the stick butter here. If you're not sure about doing this, you can always use the tubbed butter, the buttery spread. And that's one teaspoon. So this is really going to use about half the stick when it's all said and done. And can, we can use a little bit more than that. I'm going to fill up this, this teaspoon to be full. Um, we can actually use a little bit more. And we're just going to pour that into the bowl. And then we're going to put the rest of the butter into the fridge. And that will be that. So next, let's talk about the corn syrup. So as we talked about, you really can use any kind of syrup. I do have uh, actual corn syrup here, at least I think this is corn syrup. Let's ask my uh, barcode scanner if it is. What do you know? It really is corn syrup. So this comes in like a round bottle and it has a lid on top. I'm going to... As a lot of bottles tend to. As a lot of bottles tend to, yes. So, but the bottle itself is round and that is what you need to know to be able to identify the corn syrup. So that is the important thing uh, about that. So what we need a half tablespoon of corn syrup. So let's see here. I'm going to get out. Well, I got a tablespoon here. We'll just kind of guess as to what half is. But I think I do have a half one somewhere. Do I have a half tablespoon? Ooh. If I break this tablespoon in half, would that make it a half tablespoon? Well, it kind of would, but it would also make it a broken tablespoon. 
Ah, uh, that could be a problem because the recipe did not say anything about a broken tablespoon. It's also then half. you'd need to get a new one. Hmm. Yeah, that could be a problem. All right, so we're just going to guess with this tablespoon here what a half tablespoon would look like. I don't think it's going to be a problem if it's a tiny bit more. No, I, I don't think so either. Okay, so let's get this open and we're just going to pour. This is kind of a thicker syrup, by the way. It's a thicker liquid. Okay, they're pouring that into the bowl. Now, let's deal with our chocolate chips because this calls for a cup of them. First of all, though, I've got to get the remaining, uh, remainder of the corn syrup off my hands. <clears throat> all right. And I'll wash this bottle off, too, while we're at it. And let's now deal with our chocolate chips. So I've still got that one bag to start off with that we need to finish off. This has about, oh, I'd say maybe a half cup still left. So we will pour that in. And uh, this one is definitely within the cup or the bowl rather i'm going to put that in the garbage now where are the remainder of my chocolate chips uh there you are and uh i call to them and they come to me so we're just going to not be precise but we're just going to take a couple of handfuls out here and put it in we have extra. Well, it's not the end of the world. Let me assure you. Because we can't have too much chocolate cake unless you are... You know, it's actually really interesting. Our two healthy cooks on here are not fans of the chocolate. Neither Tori... Uh, I, I, excuse me. I'm a vegan. I'm not a healthy cook. Okay. Very, very good. As I said on Courtney's call, there is a difference between eating a healthy diet and eating a vegan diet uh, very true very true all right but um our non-meat cookers let's put it that way do not like chocolate tori does not like chocolate and the uh, janine i like chocolate just not a chocolate cake all right so it actually right. does not <laughs> Okay, so it actually does not say to stir it or anything, so I guess it's just going to melt together. But we'll just let it sit in it the says, It says to melt it a little bit and then stir it and then melt it. Yes. More. So we're just going to let it soften up because we're not even going to melt it until the cake is done because we want it to let it cool off. So what we're going to do is when the cake is done, we're going to flip it over onto a plate and then we're going to deal with our glaze while the cake is cooling off and um there you go so right now we've got about half an hour left so 
for those of you that are sticking around, awesome. And for those of you that are not, um, yeah. Do we have any raised hands? You do, Chanel. Chanel, yes. Hello, Chanel. You are muted. Hello. There we go. If not, I can ever get a hold of my technology. Yeah, no, I was actually, the reason you went so fast earlier, I was trying to be really good. There were several quips I could have made. Comments from the peanut gallery, you know. But, which I don't remember, other than the fact that once I gave my sister teriyaki juice instead of orange juice because I had no sense of smell. And Yeah, speaking of <laughs> wrong things to do. And I have tried to tell her, you know, over and over and over and over again, that vegan is not necessarily healthy. Because, you know, I can't be friends with anybody who's healthy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, though, um, sounds interesting. And thank Yeah. I wonder, the sour cream. I mean, I do like the taste of sour cream. I wonder what... You said you could use double or single cream, which I've never heard of. I wonder what those Basically, would actually just do. Regular pouring cream, basically. Okay, okay. Um, they're just a slight. They're, uh, the main thing really is that they're a slightly thinner consistency than the sour. Cream. So they're not like whipped cream. You're not talking about whipped cream. No. No. Okay. No. Okay. I see. So like cream you'd use in pasta or whatever, that type of cream. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like you'd use okay. if you were making a creamy pasta sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. All righty. Sorry, I can't think of an actu actual questions, but this has been entertaining and who knows, maybe educational. <laughs> <laughs> potentially. 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 So we'll find out how, how educational it is when you make it next year in your own cake. Yeah. Well, actually, she I mean, if you, have own the birthday cake, cake? if you have the cake, I didn't realize it was a cake. So you're basically just combining cake mix, a couple other mixes, a couple other. It doesn't sound that hard, actually. That part, no, what's going to be the hard part is going to be the flipping and dealing with the chocolate glaze and yeah. making sure it's correct. That's right. going to be the trickier part. The cake itself Oof. is not that hard, no. It would be great okay. if if Chanel could bake a cake at some point if she feels like it's something she could do, but she can't bake her own birthday cake. Yeah, okay. well, I would be using a cake mix and just things that I could easily pour and dump and yeah. yeah. So well, that's fine. I mean, that is cooking. It's uh, yeah, still it's it, still not the same as this. It, it's not like it. Um, it still counts. Probably your dad might be the type though. Like if you asked him to bake a cake, but he just get a store bought cake. So here you go. Well, we used to remember we used to make snickerdoodles. I don't remember that very clearly, but we did. That, mm -hmm. that, that is true. No, it it's interesting. So. You know, we got to, first of all, do we have any other raised hands? Otherwise, I've got stories to tell. You do, Dexter. Dexter, all right. Okay, with regard to the question on the, the cream and that, in the U.S., uh, a good substitute is to take and get half and half, and then you can put a, a cup of that into a measuring cup or that, and then uh, add a teaspoon of vinegar. Yes. And that will curdle it to give you the sour cream. Yes. You can also do something similar with soy milk to do a dairy-free option for a very simple dairy-free option. But, but basically half and half is, you know, comes out pretty close to the texture when you curdle it. Yep. Very Thanks, good. Thanks, Dexter. 
All right. Anybody else? Not at this time. All right. Um, so I'll tell you an interesting story, and it's food related. So um, it reminds. It was actually kind of in line with Tori's question last week of how do you like to learn uh, mobility and stuff. And um, it was interesting because like um, Chanel's family, they have two different approaches. Like you know, Ram is more of uh, like a show us everything all at once, and her dad is kind of a little bit more different. And so I was thinking about their approach to food, and so like you know. Um, her mom was showing me everything that uh, she'd gotten for us and stuff like that, which I mean, it was good because some of it I wouldn't have known right off the bat until I scanned it. Some of it I did know because it was stuff we asked for. And then her dad's approach was uh, like, yeah, if I was the one getting you the food, I'd just give you all a sack of food and say, good luck. So I don't know what's <laughs> best. I, you know, I mean, I, I personally would be able to be fine with item method because dealing with food a lot, you kind of learn how to identify it. So. Um, it's all down to personal preference and also per your own capabilities because yeah. different people have different capabilities and different comfort zones and preferences. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, that, that just reminded me of like, you know, it was kind of very similar to the approach, you know, how do you like to be approached with things? Do you want to be shown everything or just handed the sack and said, that told good luck. Um, but yeah, like Tori said, it really depends on your ability because it, that definitely does play a factor. And, um, you know, that just goes with cooking too. do with what you are most comfortable with. Don't uh, if, if you don't feel like you can make a five course meal for your first attempt in cooking, there's nothing wrong with that one. In I fact, don't make five I, course meals either. I, I actually advise that your first attempt at cooking is not a five course meal. Yeah. Only do that for really special occasions or if you really, really like cooking, because that type of thing is hard, let me tell you. Yeah, that is exhausting and a lot of work, yeah. and even if you're used to cooking. Yes. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, like Chanel was describing, using mixes where you dump it and uh, yeah, you, know, you can dump it to crump it or uh, dump it to bake it, you know. Yeah, you can get cake mixes. Just add those in. Put the you add your wet ingredients. Mix them. Shove them in the oven. There you go. And if you don't think you're comfortable with eggs, well, that's one of the reasons why we have Tori's tips because there are substitutes you can use if you don't want to deal with shells at all. So exactly, you just a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar per egg, and there you go. Yep. And uh, so yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And yeah um and actually some of the cake mixes because of the fact that they involve oil and oil is another potential egg substitute um you can actually leave the eggs out altogether. Oh, good. yep so you do have some options there guys so hopefully uh you uh, people will try recipes like this so this particular chocolate cake um, it's supposed to be like the KFC chocolate chip cake that they no longer seem to make. And um, that's how I came across this recipe was Chanel really wanted the KFC chocolate chip cake. So I just typed that into Google and I came up with this recipe that is supposed to be the 
I don't know if it's exactly how they make it, or at least the equivalent. I guess we'll find out. But um, it's very interesting because I never would have guessed, especially the chocolate glaze part. So, um, so that is the uh, how we ended up with this particular cake recipe. So right now we're going to we've got a little bit of time left on our before our cake is done cooking. And um, just trying to get to my timer here. I was going to look. We'll see what happens first. Either I get to the timer or it goes off. <laughs> Why do I still have an app on here on my watch that I deleted from my phone? But that's a whole other complaint. Okay, so we've got 12 minutes and 16 seconds left. So. I may have undertimed this despite it being a 90 minute call, but we'll go ahead and give it our best shot. So, um, what does anybody else have any questions, comments, any recipe requests? No? Oh. Any recipes you're requesting we don't make? That too. I'm just trying to give them options here. <laughs> No, the, 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 that is a very legit question, actually. Um, yeah, if you, if you have any recipes you'd like us not to make, then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see about not doing those as well. But uh, unless, unless there are other people who want them, in which case we might just tell you not to listen that week. Exactly. Um, we got my hand raised, Kirby. All right. Who have we got? Five seven one ending in nine one seven. You may unmute. Yeah, hello. Hello, this is Pam. Hello, Pam. Hello, Pam. Hi, Herbie. Story. Uh, good. We used your cooking spray name. Your your name, cooking spray, sake earlier to yeah. grease the cake pan. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're an essential part to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, how about that for fame? I mean, uh, have the cooking spray after you. Yeah, the, the, the only person more essential be Pam Coffee because we need the coffee as well as the Pam. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, not all of us need the coffee. Well, that's true. <laughs> oh well. Um, anyway, Pam, did you have a comment or question? <laughs> I was going to ask um, uh, Herbie, what, um, you put frosting on that cake, a cake afterwards? How thick? Would you put the no, frosting? This is what the glaze is the frosting. Oh, the glaze, yeah. And the, is glaze real simple? Or well, we're going to be making it in a few minutes. It's, it's, it's simple enough to put together. Yeah, I was going to say making the glaze is simple. Pouring it on there when you can't see is a bit more challenging but doable. Take your time, I guess. <laughs> okay. take, take your time. Be careful because it's going to be hot. And um, make sure that you get your spatial orientation figured out before you start trying to pour. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're pouring the grace on, um, and then you uh, take something and put it on with like like a spatula all over it. I think it says to pour it on, but yeah, whatever, okay. whatever is the easiest way for you, really. But it does say to pour it on. I've never heard of pouring it on. That's an interesting uh, 
an interesting thing to do. That's that's pretty cool. Um, also, that's neat. Okay. Also, uh, um, I have a, a a suggestion for a future possibly. Um, anything you can do with squash? There's plenty we can do with squash. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the different things to squash because um, I only knew uh, I'm only like having to like wing it, you know, cut it up certain ways and, and put oregano and, and uh, cinnamon on it and, you know, and, uh, but that, but I think there's more things you can do with squash than that. Yep. There are more things that can be done. <laughs> okay. Or being Tori. Thanks. Okay. And thank you, Pam. Have a good day. Have a good you day. You too. Heidi. Heidi. Hello, Heidi. Hello. Um, one um, for Pam. I actually have um, a zucchini bread recipe that my mom has always made that might work. Um, and I just forgot my other question. Oh, um, is there any recipes that you guys can do with like lamb chops? Because we have lamb chops, but we don't know how to cook them. Oh, that is a very interesting question. And <clears throat> the potentially. simple, potentially the problem is, is it's a lot easier for Tori to get them than it is for me. Be and she doesn't eat meat. Um, <laughs> lamb, I, I, I hate, I am uh, the, the simple answer is no, just because lamb can be one of those harder things to find here unless you're going to really look at like a butcher shop or you know Maybe. if you have a <sighs> yeah over here it's not as easily available as it is over in the uk it's a lot it's yeah, not well, as we do have a lot of sheep over here yeah yeah we actually got it through um a company that we went through for meats and stuff and yes we just don't know how to cook it <laughs> well, <laughs> so we had it for like a while and we just don't know how to cook it so what i would do is i'd put some like rosemary on those and rosemary and put rosemary on them um bake them in the oven and then serve them with mint sauce yep um mm. but yeah no lamb is not as available is easy to get over here unless you go through you know it, it, it's findable but not as easily findable because it's just not as popular over here mm. right yeah, and well, I did it, send it's out traditional supply list to you guys. Awesome, awesome. All right, I just got to get the um, the foam mushroom burger one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just put some. Yeah, break it with some rosemary. You know, lamb is one of those things you can cook. You know, whatever temperature you want, because some people like it rare, some people like it well done, or you know, medium well. So depending on your beef preferences, is how long I would cook them. Um, you could do them, try you're, them on like you're better off really to have them well done with lamb, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I would suggest make sure it's well done. And, um, then once I, like I said, when, it, when you're then having it, it goes really well with mint sauce. Okay. All right. No, it was, um, yeah. Um, so there you go. So uh, I did not know that about lamb availability. 
I mean, it's it's the traditional meat for over here for it Wales. Is. So um, it was always so, that was yeah. one of the things I always enjoyed about our trips to England with my grandparents is because it was traditional to have a uh, family dinner every Sunday afternoon that did consist of lamb and potatoes. So it, these days, it's not always lamb, but. Um, it, yeah, it's usually there's usually some kind of roast meat with potatoes and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Although not necessarily in my house. No, not in your house, but <laughs> so. Um, I think my mom has had an easier time finding it in Washington State than she did in Florida. So um, it could be that buying preferences have changed over the years too, of course. And lamb used to be a lot more popular over here as well, but. Yeah, you learn something every day. Um, uh, so there you go. Uh, but now rack of lamb does sound good. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's go on. Do we have any other questions? No, sir. No. All right. So we are unfortunately running out of time. We've got about 14 minutes left, at least. So I'm in a position where I can see the clock right now. Well, you mean of the call? Of the call, yes. Okay. I was just checking because you said there was 12 minutes left on the timer a few minutes oh, ago. Oh, yeah. And that was like two or three minutes ago. So, no, I meant of the <laughs> so call. I was just a little bit concerned. <laughs> no, two, two, 12, two, three, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> of the call is what I'm strictly talking about here. So, um, the cake is definitely smelling good, um, by the way. So, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to probably just, I think what we're going to do for time's sake, and it should be fine, is we're going to take the cake pan out of the oven, then I'm going to put the glaze in the microwave and do all that part. And then the pan will be cool enough that I should be able to flip the cake over. And um, we'll just pour on the glaze if the cake is cool enough. If not, then I'll just have to wait till after the call. Yeah, the thing is, you've got to be careful because if it's not cool enough, then it's just going to soak in and not set exactly. on top. Exactly. So well, I figured you probably knew that, but other people might not. No. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, because, yeah, and that's really what the case with any frosting. That's why you always want the cake to cool before you frost it. And in this case, we don't want yep. the glaze to settle in the cake. We want it to be on the cake. So. Um, Although a good that, way to prevent my um, aunt from eating your cake is to make some butter frosting and put it on before the cake is fully cooled because she doesn't like how it tastes then. Ah, all right. Well, if I ever encounter your aunt, then I am going to do that just to ensure that the cake will remain mine. Because I did that accidentally, and um, she said she didn't like the cake and wouldn't eat anymore, which is which was great because um, normally you'd have a slice go back for more, and she'd eaten it all. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, 
So we have our guest hopefully coming next week. Yes. And have we thought about what we're going to potentially be doing the following week? So the following week, I'm hoping to arrange uh, the uh, other person, our, uh, our Dorlin, to come on here. And um, we'll just let both of you chat about uh, what it's like to, um, you know, cook as a sighted person and then lose your sight. Um, talk about, you know, differences and techniques and all that. Um, so that is currently my plan for the following week. And then the week after that. We should be able to have Kayla Law on here to make hamburger buns. And then I think the following week, if we can, maybe we'll have Heidi come and maybe do like the faux mushroom burgers so we have something to put on those buns. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll actually cook something the following week. Who knows? I'll actually be cooking along with everybody in the kitchen when we do these recipes. So I won't... Um, be sitting by idly, but I need to confirm. If not, then, well, well then I'll just end up cooking something next week if uh, they can't make it and uh, or we'll figure out something. So we got plans for you all, folks. You have 10 minutes. All right, good enough. So this is your last chance for questions because once I get into the glaze making, I may not have time. So and my timer went off. So we're going to get this cake out of the pan, or out of the oven rather, and um, I'll use a fork in a second to test doneness. So I have just the one oven mitt, this is a very easy pan to grab one handed. Take it out, I feel the top, okay, looks like a cake, <coughs> that's a good sign. So. We're going to take our glaze now, and we're going to put this in the microwave. Um, I got stuff in the bottom of the bowl here. Ooh, here. Cake mix. Mm. Interesting. All right. So we're going to put this in for 30 seconds. So I have a talking microwave that has a nice little 30 second button on it. So that really comes in handy. I've got a 30 second button on mine, but my microwave doesn't talk. Nope, yours does not. I remember that from the uh, kitchen tour last week. All right, so we're now going to, it says to use a toothpick, but I don't have any currently handy. We're going to use a fork instead. You can use a fork, a knife, a toothpick, whatever. Just something to stick in it that you can see if it's gooey. Yep, and it is not gooey. So that is a good sign. Okay, our thing is done with the 30 seconds, so I'm going to... Head on over to the microwave here and just uh, see about uh, stirring this. And it is definitely kind of melted together a little bit. Um, it's not really hot, but I don't think it's supposed to be for a 30 second uh, mixture. Hmm. Interesting. Place. So unfortunately, I don't have an easy way of doing 15 seconds, so we're just going to guess. 
at what fifteen? Oh, Mississippi. No, not Mississippi. That will add in the extra seconds, and that could. Um, <laughs> all right. So now we're going to open the door. Stir it some more. Okay. Yep. It's now definitely starting to really melt together. Um, kind of a little lumpy, but that's. It's going to be lumpy for these first couple of times. Mm hmm. Cooking started. Hmm. Okay, it's definitely blending together, though. There's going to be no legs left if you keep eating it. I know. Okay, that was probably a little bit less than 15 seconds. So we'll give it. Whoa. A little bit more time here. And let's check this again. Okay, now it's definitely melting together. That's good stuff. Stop eating the glaze. Just a tiny sample. Just a tiny sample, I promise. Yes, but you don't need to sample it every time. You, you don't think so? But No. I need, I, I'm supposed to be the taste tester to make sure these things yes, are... Yes, when it's done. Oh! That's how it works. Okay. Once it's all blended together, then you can check to make sure it's okay. Okay. I have to check to make sure it's blended together. Okay. This should definitely do the trick. So I'm just stirring it one last time. Now let's go see if we can do something with our cake here. Um, so it says to flip it onto a plate. So we're going to attempt to do that very thing. And then, so to do this, I am going to get out the oven mitt again. And we're going to take the pan over to the plate. Hopefully you've cooled off enough. If I need to touch the other side, I can. But I'd rather avoid burning myself if at all possible. That's a good practice. I, I know. Okay, this one is going to be difficult, so I'm going to need the other oven mitt, and we're going to be able to hold it a little bit more steady and try to get this cake to come out of the pan. When you've got it upside down, tap the uh, pan a few times with something in various spots. It helps to loosen it. All right. That is precisely what we're going to do. Oh, crumbs are falling out anyway. Come on, cake. Da -da 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 -da. There we go. Okay. So now this cake is flipped upside down. I had to really shake it hard, but it is. And okay. Yeah, it definitely looks like a good cake. I'm going to make sure it's centered on the plate here. And as tempting as it is,
there's a little bit of crumb cake that fell off. You can make sure this turns out okay. The side got a tad bit burnt, but the glaze should help with that. So we're going to let it sit a couple minutes because it's not quite cool yet, and then we'll be able to put on our glaze. You may need to um, put the glaze back in for a few seconds when it uh, when the cake is ready to make sure it's nice and runny. Yep. I, that's what I thought. <clears throat> and the cake is about the size of your average dinner plate. So you do have a little bit of real estate to work with if you get it centered, but not much. It's probably going to make a mess. And that's just how these things work. And um, so with that, folks, if you want to find out the final result of the cake, you'll have to come on the coffee clutch as we've only got two minutes left. My thanks to Sheila for hosting. Thanks to uh, Tori for co-facilitating. Thank you to Deb for streaming. And thank you, everybody who came on the call today, whether you listened or um, participated, no matter how you tune in, I definitely appreciate every single one of you.